your voice can be stopping and starting. And actually, as an audience member listening to that, you don't feel very settled and you sort of become a little bit more focused on the issues in their voice and the message that they're saying. That's Celia Adams, voice coach from Red Alert. And as you can hear, she's most definitely not stopping and starting and has every edge and confidence when it comes to speaking. But we've all been there, either standing and publicly speaking and not feeling like we've got the edge or watching somebody else and thinking, oh dear, my heart is with you. So Celia Adams has some great tips when it comes to speaking in public and how you can have the edge. We set up Red Alert at the start of this year, really, but have only properly been launching our website over the last month. But Charlie and I have known each other for the last five or six years and have a shared history of training as actors, um, which has led on to us both following paths of working in corporate training and role play, and which again led further on to voice coaching. And we decided it was be more fulfilling to take the path to set up together and try our hand at it so red alert was born then really and one of the most striking things about you celia is not only your striking red hair but your striking voice and your beautiful enunciation (laughs) does a lot of that come through your training or do you think some of it you know you were gifted with um maybe a mix of the two um when i was younger i was always into drama and did lambda exams and I had a teacher called Anne Mulrain who used to teach me how to pronounce things how to use my pronunciation at its best and how to enunciate my words clearly and to think of my diction and um, and then at lambda where I was at drama school there's no longer this focus on learning RP received pronunciation because that used to be what we all heard on the news and on the television and from broadcasters but now we're happy with regional accents and all different voices so there wasn't that focus during those three years at drama school of getting rid of any nuances to your voice but I suppose mine's just developed in its own way and now it's become pretty much the tool of your trade I mean what's a a typical client is there such a thing in what you're now doing well clients are pretty varied and most recently I've been working more on the business side than on the wedding side so we help people prepare for business speeches as well as in the wedding sector so a best man or a groom or whatever that might be um so my recent client had a 20 minute presentation that he needed to prepare in a ted style talks i don't know if you're familiar with ted talks but they're normally these brilliant energetic chats given to a intimate audience but often trying to steer a little bit further away from relying on a powerpoint presentation to make your point so this guy was called Paul. Uh, we worked together over, I don't know, four sessions to really hone his speech, the point he wanted to make, and really work out the story of what he was trying to say so that during those 20 minutes, people could really come on board with his message, really tune into it and un- understand what he was saying. Because so often in speeches, we can lose focus and not really keep up with the speaker. Um, so that's really what we think is quite important. Does it almost become like a performance then? Or is it about bringing out a, a natural ability within someone? Because the TED Talks, like you say, and also your background being an actress, it sounds as though, could it almost verge on being a rehearse, a rehearsal? I think it's definitely a mixture of the two. I think um, there is an element of performance, and I think it's quite important as a speaker to come to your speech sort of on your best, with, you, with more energy than normal, with you switch everything up a gear, Yes, you need it to be absolutely from you. You need the language to be 
as you would speak. You don't want to be spouting somebody else's turns of phrase or whatever it might be. But it, our sessions do become like rehearsing, really finessing and fine-tuning the message that you want to put across. So he sounds like a, a cracking client for you. I mean, a lot of when that was a real key moment yeah. in his um, in his career, we could say, or for him personally and professionally. But a lot of people, I mean, I know I've got a very good friend of mine who just the thought of having to read something out loud in a meeting, they're using their voices quite happily, aren't they, Um, would sense the fear of God into her. You know, it's the cold sweats and everything. And I know she's not alone in this. Do you have any tips for people if they've just been asked to just read out loud, just be it just a quick line from a notice board or something? What, What is the best way of bringing the best out of your voice? There, that is a really common problem and a, and a fear that has set in for a lot of people from a really young age. I think it's quite good to try and work out what it is you're most afraid of. Um, if you're afraid of failure, that's okay to be worried about failure, but try and keep it all in perspective. But the things that we'd really be focusing on is breath, support, energy and focus. Like If you are completely focused on what you're trying to say, on the message you're trying to put out you can take away your energy from worrying about how you're feeling about delivering that. If you really focus on having good supported breaths beneath the message you're trying to put out, you can have a good, strong, clear voice that can sound far more confident than you may be feeling inside. It's taking a bit more time, not feeling rushed. It's all those things, but we all know what it's like when adrenaline kicks in and our hearts go in like beating and beating. And it can be very, very stressful, but there are definitely things that everyone can take on over a short amount of time to really feel a big difference. And what does adrenaline or nerves do to our voice? Does it change our pitch or our tone? And what can we do about it? Change is a huge amount in our voice, I think. And with everyone, it's different. It can make us... Um, almost develop stuttering or stammering over a sound it can definitely quicken our paces there can be a real lack of clarity of tone it can kind of quaver your voice can be stopping and starting and actually as an audience member listening to that you don't feel very settled and you sort of become a little bit more focused on the issues in their voice and the message that they're saying so an absolute key the morning of a speech is to Go and take some exercise, go for a good walk, go for a run if you're into a run, but really feel your breath really working in your body and taking a moment during your time out walking or whatever it is to go through your speech. I really believe practice makes perfect in this and the more confident you are in your material, the more clarity and conviction you'll have in your delivery. You clearly know an awful lot when it comes to voice and delivery and not just in how to deliver it yourself but the nuts and bolts and the mechanics of what's going on as well. Was that something you were taught or is it something that you've kind of, you've just, you've taught yourself through your own interest? It was mainly stuff I was taught actually through three years at drama school. You spend a huge amount of time lying on your back, just counting to 10, um, which I used to find sort of baffling, kind of honestly, like I thought I'd come here to learn about how to act and here I am like counting. Um, But you realise how vital, if you're standing on a stage and you have 500 people in front of you and there's no microphone, how are those people going to hear you? And there are huge mechanics, but breath and support, this, vo- this word support, like it's something you should actually be able to feel engage in your body to enable your voice to be much more, to be able to throw your voice much further. Um, but I definitely am very grateful to the voice teachers that I've had um, who've taught me a huge amount. But it's a continuing process. You know, there are always new techniques to be learnt. 
new things for me to learn and understand and Charlie and I continue to kind of research that regularly and stay up to date with what's going on in kind of voice production and stuff. A lot of people seem to suffer with are not liking the sound of their own voice, which is something clearly you and I don't struggle with. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the idea of hearing their, their voice on their voicemail is, you know, their idea from hell. Yeah. You can see people cringing and, you know, sticking their fingers in their ears. What do you say to people who are just like, oh, no, please, I don't want to have to hear it? Well, um... We can make small alterations to our voices. We can slightly, if we feel we've got a squeaky voice, we can change it. But ultimately, you have to learn to accept what your kind of basic tools are. Like it can be the same with a body type or whatever it might be. There are always going to be things we'd like to hone or change. But with your voice, you can, you've can you got to start as that from there as your starting point. And you can make a few, as I've said, adjustments through some coaching and help. But ultimately you've got to learn to accept what that is and go from there and move forward and make your focus not I want my voice to be 10 notes higher and not sound like this that the other but to kind of really focus on your what your message is what your story is what it is you're trying to say to people and how you want to connect to them because it's only you that pulls apart your voice like that nobody else would do now a lot of the listeners are going to be mums women in business and naturally having a higher pitched voice um, is there anything to be said about trying to just lower your voice an octave or two? Um, so definitely if that's something you're worrying about, there are exercises you could do. Something as basic as, I mean, doing some humming. We have an enormous register in our voices. Most people are, can be rather unaware of that. But your voice has this capacity to go incredibly high and low. And when we're young, we use it far more. And then slowly and slowly our voice settles into a pitch. But humming round the range that you naturally speak in and then really encouraging your voice to go lower and lower in its pitch and if you your voice is a muscle right using that is a muscle like all other things so the more you work it the more malleable and adaptable it becomes and more flexible so the other thing is ensuring if if speaking out loud brings you out in in sweats then why not every night set yourself the task of even reading start start with reading two sentences from the newspaper out loud to yourself don't worry about it don't judge yourself and how it sounds but just get in the habit of it so you slowly slowly can overcome these anxieties I can always remember I mean and, and you're saying it yourself just being told to slow down I mean as a child I was always one of the kids who hand up you know please let me read out loud in class loved it but would whiz through the text not through a dislike but through actually just enjoying it so much uh-huh. but being constantly told just to slow down I mean that's a great piece of advice really simple though it is yeah and, and that's so often the case with some advice isn't it that actually it's those simple things that are so useful because they're really easy to sort of take on board and think about but our pace is often if we've got a huge amount of adrenaline pumping and we're feeling very stressed or nervous and our pace can begin to really pick up and it's very difficult for people to properly tune in and understand what you're trying to say when you're rushing through ideas but again take the time to practice those things just take it all a bit slower and remember to breathe that's the other thing we don't give ourselves good time to take a proper in-breath to support our next sentence and hot drinks would you recommend a hot drink a cold drink before you before you 
read out loud before you've got a speech. There's so much conflicting advice here. Absolutely, loads of conflicting advice. Um, so I would probably recommend not having anything incredibly cold or, cold or incredibly hot. No iced water. I would go for a lukewarm, you know, t- um, room temperature still water is like the least aggravating thing to have or some sort of you know herbal tea that isn't boiling hot but drinking plenty of liquid is good to keep everything kind of lubricated but um yeah don't give it any extremes and you know alcohol is really bad drying for your throat um you can suck a lozenge if you're feeling a bit sore throated (laughs) but nothing as such for sore throats i mean i have you know recently completely lost my voice just thinking what can i do put one of those Facebook statuses up and had so much advice, you know, from sucking on a clove of garlic yeah, yeah. to gargling with this, you know. Yeah, some lemon and honey yeah. and a, a grate some ginger yeah. down your throat, you'll be yeah. fine. So really good thing that I was once told by a inner throat guy who stuck a camera down my throat to have a look what was going on. He said steaming. So if you don't have a steamer, which is something you can get your hands on and, you know, put your face over it and inhale steam, is you can have a 10-minute hot shower. Like, you have to steam for a minimum of 10 minutes, otherwise it doesn't really do its thing. But it just gets... And if you do lots of nice, deep breathing, you get lots of steam into your lungs and into your, into your voice box and stuff, and that will be um, very helpful for it. So if there's something coming up and you're thinking... Is my voice going to hang in there? Steaming is your top tip. Absolutely. When I was doing theatre, I would always have a steamer in the dressing room and I would always, always, without fail, I used to do a lot of singing, would always be steaming before a, before a show. Okay, so you sound mega confident when it comes to performing in theatre as you would like to hope someone like you would be. Come on, let us in. You must have an Achilles heel somewhere. What's your idea of hell then if it's not speaking out loud? <laughs> Speaking out loud can be hellish. Like, gosh, there are sometimes I find it that is funny enough with speaking out loud. Um, I find it most easy to speak out loud when I take on some some other kind of character. Mm. I don't find it easy speaking off the cuff, mm. like zero preparation. And when you're just launched into, oh, could you just say a couple of things on? I find that my heart rate does all these things. Like my heart rate starts picking up the energy in your voice. You can't keep such control. And it's then in that moment when you're going, oh God, I wish I had some time to prepare this. <laughs> that you have to remember all those techniques and really push them in. Um, so, yeah, that's something I dislike. Okay, so you are, you are normal, after oh, all. Yeah. yeah, you're a normal human being here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, to recap then, your top tips are preparation, practice, even if it means at home, reading a snippet from the paper. Yeah. Just keep going over Just and over. Just get that voice speaking out loud regularly. A lot of people are a bit shocked by the sound of their own voice because they don't you know tune into it regularly enough and suddenly when you've got to do a speech you've got to hear maybe 10 minutes of your own voice and that can be really off-putting what about i mean microphones it can be strange as well if you mic control and then suddenly hearing your voice bounce back off a speaker that's a bit of an act as well very very difficult i I recently had a client called scott and i went to the national apprenticeship awards with him we prepared a speech together they'd said he wouldn't be using a microphone and then suddenly because of the acoustics in the room he was thrust a microphone we'd done no mic technique classes so this was really really stressful it it is very different but if you keep hold of those things that you've learned about what it is you're saying and why it is you're saying it and staying focused then you're okay if you're in the moment of what you're saying you'll be fine but it's when you start allowing your focus to drift onto oh what did that sound like oh I messed that thing up it's learning to if you make an error let go move on you know just keep living in the now and moving forward a good piece of advice all around there I think Celia possibly (laughs) (laughs) listen it's been really great walking and talking and chatting to you if people do want to get in contact how can they find out more 
Um, they're best to have a look on our website probably www.redalertspeech.co.uk or and you'll find on there our email addresses and phone numbers my number 07793560649 and we'd be delighted to help anyone you know in a time that can be frankly a bit stressful that was Celia Adams from Red Alert with some great advice. And if you're wondering why she was sounding a little breathless, it's because we were walking and talking one of my favourite things. Don't forget to get in contact if you've got a story or something you'd like to share with fellow freelance mums.